Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to the next edition of the Shire Salvos podcast. Jack Clifton here with you as we uh, guide you through different things that are happening in the life of our church, but also uh, play the sermon uh, from Sunday's church service. Mark Soper uh, was up the front uh, on yesterday's service, uh, recording this on a Monday afternoon on Sunday morning service and uh, talking about uh, our purpose. What does God uh, have in, in our lives? Uh, what does our purpose look like uh, working for our Lord? So looking forward to playing that uh, for you a little bit later on. We'll also uh, tackle some of the things happening around the church. Plenty of events as school has started back up and uh, youth group has, has begun again. And uh, yeah, Kids Church and Juniors for Jesus is all uh, running uh, week in, week out. So make sure you don't remember that, but uh, don't forget that. Uh, but uh, let's jump in and uh, take a look at things that are happening around the church at both our Mennite and Miranda locations. Well, church is uh, each and every week at 9.30, so make sure you don't forget that. 11 Pillager Place, Bangor, uh, is where we uh, we host our church uh, each and every Sunday. And uh, starting uh, this forthcoming Sunday, the 12th of February, we're starting a new sermon series uh, called A Generous Life. Now, it's going to be running uh, through until the 19th of March. There's going to be uh, some really good, challenging sermons there, so I encourage you to try and make, uh, if not all of them, uh, even just some of them, um, I think it'll be a fantastic uh, next uh, four weeks or so uh, closer to six weeks uh, that this sermon series will run and uh, really looking forward to that as, as Kim, Joel and Mark will be uh, bringing the word to us uh, over the next few weeks. We've also uh, got some other things that are happening uh, in the life of our church. Uh, the uh, $2.50 club, <laughs> uh, poor old Joel Campbell was laughed at a little bit yesterday. I'm not actually sure what he said that uh, that got everyone into raucous laughter, but all he was trying to do was promote the $2.50 club. Of course, that's the, uh, I guess, the concession price for, for retirees uh, on public transport. So it's, it's a pretty Pretty cool name. The $2.50 Club, it's for active over 60s, and they're doing a day trip from Sutherland to Kiama uh, on the 16th of February. So not this forthcoming uh, Thursday, but the following. Uh, so they're meeting there at 9.45 a.m. And uh, obviously just need to, to bring enough for uh, the the train ride down there, but also I think they're going to uh, get some fish and chips down at the water. And uh, considering how beautiful the weather conditions have been over the last probably three weeks or so, uh, hopefully it stays the same and they can uh, enjoy a little bit of fellowship there. There is also Boomers and beyond, uh, shortly uh, we'll, we'll be able to uh, give you some info when that uh, trickles its way through about some of the events that they're, uh, they're doing uh, in 2023. And we've also got the Alpha course. So the Alpha course uh, is a course for those that are interested in knowing more about Jesus, knowing no, knowing more about Christianity. It might be a friend, it might be a family member, or it might be you yourself. You might have rolled into church for whatever reason and you want to kind of, I guess, get the building blocks for what, what is Christianity? What does it mean to, to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus uh, and really encourage you uh, to uh, to uh, to sign up for for that. It's happening after church uh, from this Sunday through until the 16th of March. Uh, so it's uh, it's going to be a really informative. Gabe uh, and Bree Ortega, um, who are members of our church and, and really godly people, are going to be running that. So would encourage you to sign up for that. Um, and yeah, perhaps you might be someone that um, isn't new to the church. You might be a, a veteran of the church or, or whatever, but you've got a friend or you've got a family member, and that's the perfect opportunity for for you to um, go along with them and uh, perhaps give them. Uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of support and and those kinds of things uh, to, uh, to to help them perhaps on their uh, on their journey um, uh, within uh, within Christ and uh, their journey within uh, Christianity um, if that's uh, that's something they feel uh, comfortable about. I've also got uh, encounter a night of prayer and worship is starting back up again. So next Monday night the thirteenth and also uh, the two weeks after that the twenty seventh of February uh, are the next two dates for February. It's uh, it's a night of of praise and and worship. It's a great chance to get. To 
together and with other like-minded Christians and uh, bring our requests uh, before God and praying for the church, praying for our community, praying for each other. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good thing to do. That's held at our church, um, 11 Pilliger Place, Bangor, 7 o'clock on Monday the 13th and also Monday the 27th of, of February there. So make sure uh, that you don't miss out on that. And our last bit of news is for the ladies of the church. You might have seen it advertised the last few weeks uh, in our Sunday church service there. Having a girls' day out this Saturday. It's uh, it's a picnic at 3 o'clock uh, down at the beautiful Kermit Pleasure Grounds uh, down there on the Kermit Marina. Beautiful uh, water and, uh, and picnic areas down there. Uh, so, yeah, you don't need to uh, to pay anything. You don't need to register, but uh, just bring something to, to share. It starts at 3 o'clock and will run for a few hours uh, down at the Kermit Pleasure Grounds uh, this Saturday, uh, the 11th of February. If that's something you're interested in, uh, make sure you uh, you head to that. Uh, if you do want more information, um, Elise Akawai or Kim Briggs are the two people to contact, or you can contact uh, the church office uh, as well. And uh, finally, just a bit of a save the date. We mentioned this last week on the podcast, but a save the date for our Muster uh, Shire Salvos uh, Church Weekend Away. So it's the 16th to the 18th of June. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, we uh, don't have uh, uh, any registration open uh, as of yet, and we haven't got uh, the any information on who uh, who's going to be who's going to be talking, who's going to be preaching, um, or the theme. But we just uh, it, it's just to save the date uh, for the moment, the 16th to the 18th of June uh, this year. Looking forward to it. It's always a, a great time away. I went to my first one uh, last year in 2022, and it was uh, it was an awful lot of fun. So I uh, really hope that uh, you'll be able to join us there on the, the weekend of the 16th to the 18th of June. So that's all of the news we have for you from our Shire Salvos podcast. Here we're going to jump in and listen to Mark Soper's sermon from Sunday morning's church service, talking about our purpose uh, with God, our purpose in our life, in our Christian lives. What are we being called uh, to do? What do we need to work uh, more on? And I guess looking deeper into our heart of of what uh, does God want us to do? How how can we be serving others uh, and uh, living out uh, our life uh, through Christian values, but uh, through Christ uh, as well? So really hope you enjoy the sermon for this week. Mark Soper bringing us the word here on the Shire Salvos podcast. That is a really challenging Bible passage. Would you agree? I just want you to stand up. I just everyone just shake it off, shake it off. Give someone a fist pump behind you. Say hi. Not to their face at all. Fist pump. Yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, that's right. Or do a stretch as we can over there. Okay, everybody. That's it. Dave, don't hurt yourself or pull a hammy or a back muscle, mate. Okay, don't do that. Um, today, um, um, I want to talk about living out our mission and what does that look like. And I'm going to, I suppose, you know, when you, you preach, they talk about, you know, we, you, how you build and you start the plane, you start the runway, you get in the air and then you land the plane. I'm telling you how I'm going to land the plane. When I finish, oh, talking after a little while, we're just going to have a sharing time for you to share, you know, maybe what God challenged you about, spoke to you about, encouraged you about. So keep that in mind. Just one, one thing that God might have encouraged you about. You know, when I uh, left school, I was going to do two things. I was going to do business studies and I was going to be rich. And I decided to be a youth worker. <laughs> and then youth workers are mostly poor. Um, isn't that right, guys? <laughs> Jacob's like, yeah, man, yeah. Um, but I, but I love business, and I, I was looking at some living out your, 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 your mission, 
living out your purpose. And I was thinking about, you might know this, uh, the Coke mission statement. What do you think it is, the mission statement? Just anyone? Don't Google it. Something about giving people diabetes? No, no. You don't know? Okay, yep, come on the screen. To refresh the world, to inspire moments of optimism, happiness, and to create value and make a difference. Man, you would think they do a lot more than just give people diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what, okay, McDonald's. Let's go to McDonald's. What do you think McDonald's' mission statement is? What? Heart disease? No, no, no. No, what else? What else? What do you think it is? Anyone? Would you like fries with that? Yeah, that's right. Okay, this is theirs. This is theirs. To make delicious, feel-good moments easy for everyone. I'm like, you know, actually they do that. It's easy. It's like, oh, what are we going to get? What are we going to get? Oh, let's go to McDonald's. Oh, soft serve for a walk with Rod. Yep, that's right. I, always go, I go for a walk with Rod and Steve Cugley now and we get soft serves. Um, what about Westpac? And be kind to the banks. What's their mission statement? To rip you off. <laughs> okay, well, they might not align as what they say, but this is what theirs is. I don't want to go down that track. Um, theirs is creating better futures together while making a whole heap of money at the same time. Okay, now IKEA, IKEA, come on. What do you think? They, I like these guys, I like these guys. To give you terrible instructions, yep. And Alan's key that works for everything. Yeah, that's right. Okay. To create a better everyday life for many people, for customers, but for all, also for our co-workers and the people who work at our suppliers. It's like, and I was like, oh, it's, it's a bit wordy, it's a bit long, but I think they just want to help everyone. Anyway, I want to ask you this question. What's your mission and purpose in life? You personally. To keep living? <laughs> uh, okay, that's a, that, that, okay, everyone has that one plus another couple of more, okay. But what's your mission and purpose in life? Think about it. Because we can just go through doing stuff, whatever we think, but what am I really standing for? At my funeral, you know, living the dash. You're born here, you die here. In the, in the middle, living the dash. What is my purpose and mission in life? See, my, my dad is notoriously for, for throwing out wise sayings, and half the time he gets them wrong, um, gets the words mixed up. But he says this to me when I was about 16 or 17, it stayed with me. He says, Mark, and he was lecturing me because I was a 16-year-old just thinking I knew everything. And he says, Mark, if you don't know where you're headed in life, you're lost before you start. And I'm just thinking, what is that? Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it, I'm processing it. But you're right. If you don't know where you're headed in life, if you don't know what you value, if you don't know what your priorities are, you're lost before you start. And there's a whole heap of people, there's a whole heap of people in this world that are just going to work, doing the thing, doing this, and they're just going through the motions. Well, I've drawn a line in the sand. The church has drawn a line in the sand. Christians have drawn a line in the sand. He says, we will not. We will not just go on about life and just keep like Groundhog Day. Nothing. We actually can make a difference. We are called to be the light of the world. Can you believe that? And you think, oh, I'm not, I'm not really good. No, no, but Jesus is great. 
and we represent Him. We don't need to be perfect. We just try our best to reflect Him. And He has called the church not to be the judge of the world, to be the hands and feet and to love the world and bring light into dark places. That's our purpose. Don't need to be perfect. Work what we're passionate about, things that bring you life. I had an employee that recently just started here. And um, before this, I sort of knew her and a journey, journey with her. And, she's, and she was saying, oh, Mark, I was thinking of doing this community, like social work course. And, you know, and, and, and what I felt was she had skills and abilities which we've employed her for, and she's phenomenal. And I just said to her, I said, don't think that you have to go and, you know, get a diploma in community services and become a social worker to change the world. Actually, God's given you gifts and skills and an ability. And if you just use those, you could actually help us do a whole heap of good and help a whole heap of people. And she was working in finance. She's got a great business mind. She's in marketing and she's phenomenal. And it was just like this revelation just clicked in. Actually, what God has designed me to do, if I can just use that to actually, the skills that he's given me, the things that I enjoy, the things that I get fulfilled of, if I can just use that, I can actually help make a difference in this. She might be not the person actually handing the help and support, but she is using her gift in order, well, she's helping me um, work that out. And, and I feel like for you, God's given you gifts, passions, things that bring you a light. And you just think, well, how can I use that to help and love people and bring light into dark places? It's a bit more freeing, isn't it? than having to force yourself to be someone that you're maybe not. You know, I love our mission statement. I absolutely love it. And when, just a bit of background for new people, the Salvation Army had two territories, and the best territory was New South Wales, ACT in Queensland, anyway. And we merged with the South. Better take that off the recording. Uh, anyway, we merged with the South. Um, and I thought it was great because unity does come in a, a blessing, but early on, unity is very hard. <laughs> It is very hard because we're used to getting our own way, doing our own thing and working, we're sort of working it out, doing a bit of a dance, but we're stepping on each other's feet sort of thing. And what happened was we brought it together and there was a huge um, restructure. I feel like we're still going through that, but there's a lot of process that it's still happening and whatever. But I think we've landed. I think we've landed. And um, we came up with a mission statement and it's the first time in my spirit I'm like, that is the church, that is the Salvation Army that I signed up for and I'm willing to die for it. And it's this, wherever there is hardship and injustice, I put Shire Salvos, Shire Salvos, us, we will live, love and fight alongside others to transform Australia one life at a time with the love of Jesus. With the love of Jesus. I think this is a God-inspired mission statement. It is worth dying for. I believe this is the heartbeat of the Salvation Army. And I believe this is the heartbeat of the church, capital C, because I believe the church, the body of Christ, is the hands and feet of Jesus. And sadly, what's happened is we have become a little bit internalized. The church, capital C, and the Salvation Army has done that for a long time, internalized in our faith gatherings. And I think we've lost a little bit of... Little bit of revival and growth in the church is because we've stopped thinking outside the four walls. And you know, when we, we, there, the, there's a kid in the Bible there's a, called the Dead Sea. 
And the reason that's a dead sea doesn't have an outlet. It only has an inlet and everything in it just sort of dies. There's no fresh. It doesn't go through. And what happens is when you think outward, growth happens. When you think outward and you think about what's out there, how can we use, how can I serve, growth occurs. And what is happening at the moment is I believe this is a a, a mission statement that helps us think and focus outwardly about others at the very heart of Jesus, yet understanding that it's with Jesus and without him we cannot do it. And so briefly um, we have whether there's hardship or injustice, um, well, you think, what does having that mean? There is hardship and injustice all around us. There's people who are lonely. There's people who need a meal. There's people who need a visit. Anyone in your work context, your work colleagues, there's someone, if you look and you go, God, today at work, find me someone that might need a listening ear or an encouragement. I guarantee if you, if you go in with those eyes, you'll find someone that needs, needs help. And I've, I've spoken time and time again that, you know, Southern Shire is one of the highest used suicide rates. So what are we going to do about that? We've got to, um, and then, domestic violence and all these sorts of things. And, and don't think that sex trafficking doesn't happen in the Shire because I can tell you it does. Um, and then it says um, Shire Salvos um, will live, love, fight alongside people. Simply journey with people. Be willing to get in the trenches with people. And you can't do that with everyone. But I think God, has an, we, everyone has enough capacity to take one or two people who maybe need a bit more time. Maybe they're suffering with a bit of mental health and they keep saying all this stuff and pushing you away, but you think, I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to come alongside you. I'm not going to listen to what you're saying to me because I know deep down that's not you talking about that. That's your mental health speaking. Um, I believe that every single one of us can come alongside people. I think kids at school, loneliness. Say hi, invite someone into your inner circle. Make an effort for, for someone. Be inclusive. And then it says, to transform Australia. One thing I'm learning more about transformation is transformation is a partnership. For transformation to occur in our lives, we have to partner. We have to play our part. We can't go, oh, God, God, you do it. No, no, no. We have to play our part, and he will most certainly play his. But for transformation to occur in our society, we have to play our part, which is being the hands and feet and the practical help. And then God does his and we meet people in the middle and then they go on to transform other people. Transformation is a partnership and partnership with the Holy Spirit and partnership with people. Um, And this is one life at a time. Keep it simple. One life at a time. It's whoever's in front of you. Everyone deserves a seat at the table. And the last thing is Jesus' love is, uh, with the love of Jesus, is Jesus' love is needed or we will fail. We can't do it without him. It is in his strength. Now, I want you to dream about, I'm going to get you to throw, throw some ideas. What would our community look like in the Southern Shire or, our, or in the Southern Shire? What would our community look like if the church, capital C, lived out this mission? What would it look like? We'd be united, yeah? What else? Dream about it. Think about it. We'd have less violence, 100%. Police would be without of a job. Sorry? Brokenness would decline. Sorry? Less suicide, yeah. A lot more, lot more love for other people. What else? It'd be a safe place. I wouldn't have to lock the door at night. 
What else? Loneliness would be cured. We're going to say, Naisha. Unloved would feel loved. What else? Sorry? Yeah. We want to see heaven full and hell empty. What else? People would experience heaven in a real way, yeah. In the Lord's Prayer, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's beautiful, isn't it? I just think the world would be full of joy and happiness and there would be hope and we wouldn't be listening to the news, thinking of all the bad things, you know. We'd be thinking about all the good things. And you know what? God would be at work. Life would be better. And the joy that, that God gives us would be, would be our strength. It'd be a beautiful place to live. You know, uh, I'm just going to give you a small, uh, talking about what transformation, just we think about all these big grand things, but let's just get it down to a simple thing. Everyone knows me, I always rock up when there's a bit of food. Is that true? All the coffee spot ladies are like, yes. Um, mind you, I haven't been to... Um, mini musical playgroup for a while, so you've got to save me a slice next time, Janine. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, I rock up to Miranda with David, and David's there, and they've, they've got all these volunteers, and, and there is this lady who just walks in, and she's just got this massive trifle. <laughs> Lauren's laughing. She goes, all I wanted for Christmas was a trifle, and she made me a trifle. How good was that? Um, anyway, so after that, having a trifle. Anyway, she comes in with this trifle, and she, she starts handing out trifle to people. And I'm like, well, I'm not going now. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> So I'm just like there. And this was an awesome trifle because there was no fruit in it, okay? Oh, trifle with fruit in it. Oh, but it was awesome. And, and you know, I had cream on the top and nuts and, and you know, it was great. Let me tell you. Anyway, so she starts handing out trifle. And, and, and anyway, so at this stage, I'm hoeing into trifle thinking, this is awesome. David, this is a great workplace here. I'll have to come down here more often. Anyway, and I lean over to David and I'm just about to finish. And I'm thinking, oh, so David, who is this lady? And she says, this lady came in because she needed help and she needed food. And then after a while, she was lonely, so she came in and, and now she's a volunteer and now she just comes up because she wants to hang out. And, and she was in the little kitchenette, if you've been to Miranda, the little kitchenette, and she's giving cups of coffee to people and she's doing handing out trifle and just feeling like she's at home and all this. And I'm thinking, a lady had nowhere. She gets help. Now she's got somewhere to belong. And then she feels like she can come and like use whatever she has, which was making trifle, and it was good trifle, um, to bless other people. Isn't that beautiful? That, is not, that isn't just the beginning. That is transformation. And deep in my heart, we don't do it just for this, but deep in my heart, I want her to come to know Jesus. And you know, excited, this is another one. This is four things I'm excited about. This year we'll be launching Hope Chapel down at Miranda. Thursday night, is that right, Dave? Or we still haven't confirmed? Probably Thursday night. Okay, I'm getting a bit ahead of the game. We'll just wait till that announcement happens. Stay tuned, stay tuned. But I'm saying another way, another place for people to belong and be part of. That's transformation. And we all have a part to play in that. And in the reading today, um, in Matthew 25, 31 to 46, it is a challenging reading. Would you agree? And if there's any guilt that you feel, oh, guilty, oh, I'm not, that's not from God. Conviction, the Holy Spirit gives that and it's encouraging and it goes, you can do better. 
You can try harder. I'll prompt you. I'll lead you the right way. Just be open to me. Use your gifts. That's the Holy Spirit. Thinking, oh, I'm terrible. I don't do much. No, no. That's condemnation. That's not from God. Okay? So I want to reinforce that. When I read this, I, I experienced a little bit of this spiritual battle, thinking, oh, I'm terrible. We've got to do more. We've got to do more. Like, okay, settle down, Mark. Settle down. Um, God loves us, and we just got to keep trying our best to serve the world in which we live. But I'll tell you something interesting. I read some commentaries about that. And you know how there will be judgment eventually. We can't deny it. It's in the Bible. There will be a time when, when Jesus does come again, and we may not experience that um, because we might have passed away by then, but he'll eventually come back. And then people who believe and put their trust in Jesus will be with him. And those that haven't won't be with Jesus in eternity. That's fact. And we want to do as best we can to make sure we avoid that. Um, but the part I, I love is when, when Jesus talks about the sheep and the goats, and the sheep are people who believe in him, and the goats are people that are against him. You know, um, The part I love about that is when Jesus was on the cross and the, the, you know, the two men next to him, it was the one on the right that was like, remember me. And he can, you know, confessed and he goes, you'll be with me in paradise. It was the one on the right and when he says the sheep are on the right, and you know the beautiful thing, I didn't really ever realize this, they say that the, the pictures of Jesus, most pictures of Jesus on the cross, when he died on the cross, most of the pictures have Jesus' head tilted to the right as a sign that when Jesus died, he died and there's a place in eternity for you, a place that you are the sheep, you are his, you are his children. And it's like he was directly looking at them when they, when they believe in him. And it was just like, I don't know, do you think that's beautiful? And I've never really heard that before. And I thought that was amazing. But I want to ask you the question, when you read that passage of Scripture, what, what do you learn? What, what, what speaks out to you? What challenge really? Yeah, what is it that in your spirit just sort of goes, oh, like a conviction? What is it about the passage that, that draws you in? Mm. To help. Mm. Yeah, to help all people. We don't discriminate. Yeah, be more aware of the needs around you. Mm. Yeah. And, the, and stop being judgmental. I think that's one of the dangers and the church has fallen in that trap way too much. Actually, we just got to love people into finding Jesus. We got to love people into transformation. We don't judge people into acceptance. We love people, yeah. What else? If I lived again, I'd give more, more time, more, yeah. One of the truths um, that I, I, I feel like I extracted out there, and I believe this is, a tr it is true, and this is something that I, right now, I'll be honest, I'm still grappling with this truth. It was come from the verses, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. 
It was coming from the verse, whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. Two really challenging passages. And this statement, the way we treat the most vulnerable in our community and society is a direct reflection of how we treat God. The way we treat the most vulnerable in our community and society is a direct reflection of how we treat God. I'm not saying you have to agree with it, but I do believe it's biblical. And I believe that the Salvation Army, that you and I are going to treat Jesus sweetly because we will treat his people sweetly. We will love his broken. We will help his broken. We will provide an accepting community that all people are welcome. We will not be perfect, impossible, but we will try our best. And I think that as a church, we're headed in the right direction. I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe we're headed in the right direction. There's more work for us to be done. And I'm excited. Um, someone said to me, oh, can't you wait just to kick back and relax and and I said, yeah, I can't. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. But there's more things that God has for me to do. I want to make the most footprint I can for the kingdom. And the challenge is to make sure it's not about me and making sure I'm not doing it out of my own strength and making sure I'm doing it in a good place because I think often we take on burdens that we don't need to carry that, so God can you know, make it lighter for us. You know, um, I'll tell you, this is an illustration. I'm going to finish in a sec. But um, you know what the world spends on ice cream would eradicate world poverty? A hundred billion dollars gets spent on ice cream. And I did some research and that's knocking it back a peg. A hundred billion dollars is on, I love ice cream. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I smashed some ice cream last night, man. I didn't even put it in the bowl. I put it in the tub and I just was like, you know, I finished the tub and caramel. Um, I love ice cream. But I can tell you this, what that says to me that people in the Western world, it's surplus. It's the cream on the top and there's other people starving in other places. There's enough to go around. There's enough to go around. But do you know what kills us in society? Human greed and selfishness destroys community and society. Human greed and selfishness destroys community and society. Now, I'm going to finish, we're just going to have a sharing time, but there's three values that you'll hear me talk a little bit more on. So last year, I just spent some time with the Lord. What's three values that I can, for myself, remind myself that I could, um, uh, that we could just stick to, to make sure that we're on track, right? And a couple of these values would be this. We're going to pursue unity. We're going to pursue unity. We're going to have a kingdom agenda always, and we're going to be a sent church. If we're ever doing something that you don't think is part of the kingdom, the hands and feet of Jesus, if you'd ever think we're not doing that, come and challenge me. I'm happy to have the conversation. If you ever do think, if you ever um, think that we're not pursuing unity and willing and re, if, if we're going about and recreating the will rather than empowering someone else to do something or, um, or if there's division in our church or we're going to pursue unity at all costs and we're going to be a sent church. And what a sent church means, we're not going to be a four-wall church we're going to be a sent church. 
You know, in the Great Commission, Matthew 28, these are all based on Scripture. And if you get excited, you can go and get one of those um, folders with that information. It's all in there. Um, but there are three values that we just want to remind us. We're going to pursue unity. This unity commands a blessing. We're going to have a kingdom agenda because you know what? When we have a kingdom agenda and we, we, we help others and serve others, it's like serving Jesus. And we're going to be a sent church. We want to empower you to be the best you, to go into your world and bring Jesus wherever you are. I caught up with a guy um, this week in his 50s, and he's a guy that I love. Um, He's a good dad. And he's contemplating taking um, a different uh, role, Um, maybe something that he says, oh, I can get a job. He goes, but if I can get a job that can make a difference and just help people, then, then I think that would be something worth, a risk worth taking. And so he's a bit out of a comfort zone, not sure what that looks like, but he's willing to take the risk. And I'm like so excited. We'll see how it goes. And if it doesn't, what, what harm? But I believe that God has got that. And I believe that God wants us each to take a risk on something you're passionate about and someone that you want to serve. And right now, I believe that the Holy Spirit is here. He's teaching, talking to us. But I believe right now we're going to have an opportunity and some questions. And we're, going to, we're going to ask you this question. What have you, has encur- have, what have you been encouraged or challenged by this, this morning? And we're going, to have a, we're going to just share, minister to each other for five minutes. And just share one thing. What's something that stirred up in your heart that you want to share? And I believe it will bless someone else. Always great having uh, Mark bringing us this sermon. He's got plenty of jokes, but he's also uh, someone that uh, deeply loves the Lord and is, uh, is very wise uh, with the words that he brings and the study uh, that he, he looks at in terms of looking at the Bible before he preaches. And uh, yeah, it was a, a really good sermon, whether you were there in person and you're, you're listening to it a second, third or fourth time, or whether you weren't able to make church uh, because of, of different commitments and um, you're just listening to the podcast to catch up. I do hope you're able to grab something out of that. I think it's, yeah, it it is really good to, for us to be looking in uh, at ourselves and, and looking in at our behavior and what we're doing in life. I think, yeah, sometimes we can yeah, kind of go through the motions. I, I, I kind of said that on the open mic uh, part of the, the, the segment that, yeah, it's, it can be very, very easy to, to go through the motions. We've got so many distractions, uh, whether that's um, your significant other, whether it's uh, kids and taking them to school, whether it's sporting teams or even stuff as, as simple as kind of what's going on at home or, or, or what you're going to watch on what streaming service and that kind of stuff. Those things are, are all great and, and God gives us these wonderful gifts and, and enjoyment in, in, in our lives, but they can also be, be a distraction. So I think realigning our faith, like we're able to do um, on in Sunday's church service with, with Mark's sermon, I think is, is a very beneficial thing. So I really do hope uh, that you got something out of that. And perhaps if you didn't get something out of the sermon, maybe uh, there was some information in our news section that, uh, yeah, you were able to get excited about or something you didn't know. And uh, yeah, would would love to see you at any of those events uh, that we spoke about uh, earlier. As always, if you've got any feedback for the podcast, if you've got any questions, uh, please do direct them to the church office. You can email me directly if you want, jack.clifton at live.com.au. If you've enjoyed the program, feel free to uh, flick over an email. But uh, any information about any of those events or anything else, uh, please do contact the uh, the church office. There'll always be someone there uh, to, uh, to give you a hand, regardless of uh, what information uh, you need. But we'll be back next Monday afternoon for a brand new edition of the Shire Salvos podcast. But until then, God bless, stay safe. We'll catch you next week.